0: worship God. That's primarily what we come to. We come to worship God. And so this morning in your own words, just worship God. Worship God. Today is the 20th of December. God has brought you and your family through. I just, I just look back on 2020 and we can see the message of God. We can see the goodness of God. And it's not because there's anything special in us it's not because of who we are but just because God set his love upon us God has preserved us God has protected us God has taken us through hard times, through good times and he's brought us to today if there's anything that we owe God this morning, it's our worship so lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord stand for your family and give him the worship stand for for your family and so Lord I worship I stand for my family and I worship you this morning I worship you with all my heart I declare the Lord you are God you are king of kings and Lord of Lords you are my God I have no other you rule and reign oh God over all things I worship Lord because of who you are just worship God in your own words not because you are being told to worship but if you truly have something to thank God for if you truly have something to worship God for, then this is the time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All of my worship. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, God, this morning, O we'll God. You are the God of our life. Our strength and our shield. Our very present help in time of need. And Lord, you have manifested your love to us, oh God, in this year, 2020. you have manifesting your power in our lives, Lord. In our going out and our coming in. My God, this morning, we say glory and honor be unto your name, oh God. We give you glory this morning. Just worship him. Thank him. Thank you, Lord, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your power that has kept us and our families. We say, Lord, we deserve all the praise nobody can worship God for us because nobody knows what we have been through in the secret places of our minds in our lives only you oh God but we thank you this morning oh God for your presence oh God that has been with us in the Lord you said you will never leave us nor forsake us we thank you for the daily strength you've given us oh God for this year thank you my God the Lord it is you who calmed our fears it is you who delivered us oh God from bondages Oh, this one, Father, we say, Blessed be your name. We worship you, Lord. Somebody lift up that voice. I cannot hear him worshiping people. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We present our worship before you, O God. We say, Lord, be glorified, O God, in our lives and in all that we do. Thank you, Lord bahaya. Thank you for your mercies. We give you glory this morning, Lord. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Our Lord, amen. Oh, put your hands together and give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. A welcome to Liberty Center of the Lord's Garden Ministries and we welcome all of you to this service. This morning, I want to acknowledge the presence of my husband and the awesome trumpet of Zion. Hallelujah. Amen. In thinking about the season in which we are in, you know, Christmas, oftentimes we think about the celebration of Christmas, but I want us to draw our mind to something, and that is the grace of God that is Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is the manifestation of of the goodness, the grace of our God. Hallelujah. For the past few days, is the word grace that has just been on my heart because I look and see that, listen, it's just because of grace. Just pure grace, unmerited favor, that which we don't deserve, but God has given to us, that enabling power has enabled us, helped us even through. Amen. So this morning, I'm ministering on God's divine grace. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ is a manifestation of the grace of God. I'm reading from the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 1, the verse 26 to 38. The Bible says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin exposed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and casting her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together for that. It, and you can put grace where favor is. Amen. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary to the angel, How shall this be, seeing that I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the higher shall overshadow thee. And therefore, that holy thing that shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth. She has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Hallelujah. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Amen. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful scripture. You want to put your hands together? This is, I believe, one of, uh, it's the greatest announcement. Amen. For us, as people, this is the greatest announcement. Because I keep on telling that if Christ had not been born, he wouldn't have died and we would still be in our sins, condemned in sin and in the power of the enemy. So this announcement to Mary is one that we should rejoice in. Put your hands together and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. That God found for himself a ransom for us. So the Bible says that this angel appeared to Mary. Um, God actually sent the angel Gabriel to a virgin called Mary. And you wonder why Mary? Why Mary? Bible says she was a virgin an indicator of quality, a virgin purity, a young girl of moral uprightness, undefiled with a strength of character because it takes a strength of character in life to remain pure and chaste. It takes a strength of character. Your character needs to be strong. But this is Mary. And the prophet Isaiah had prophesied hundreds of years before in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, so said, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Matthew also gives his account of the birth of Christ, saying, in Matthew chapter 1, the verse 22 to 23. He says, now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child and bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. So Matthew was in his writing about Jesus, took our mind or takes our mind to the prophecy of Isaiah, that this that was done was a confirmation of Isaiah's prophecy. So it was a prophecy that was fulfilled, hallelujah, that Mary was chosen by God by reason of favor. And listen to the salutation, he said, The angel came to her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Hail, that is to acclaim. I mean, it was a salutation for kings, for people who had gone to battle, like Caesar. That was a salutation for Caesar. Hail, Caesar. You know, this was a salutation for kings, for conquerors. So for a simple young girl, simple young virgin, to... Beheld, I mean, it, it was much to be exalted like that. It was, it was a lot to her. That's why Mary was surprised. She was shocked. I mean, what is this? But you see, God chose her. God handpicked her among the many virgins, among the many women in Israel. And it's the same thing with you, that you are God's choosing. You are, you are God's choosing. God has actually chosen you to be his own. Okay, now in the Gospel, of Luke chapter four. Luke says, but I, of a, Jesus said that, of a two I tell you that many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three and three years and six months, when the great famine was throughout the land. But he said, but unto none was Elijah sent, except to Zarephath of Zidon to a woman who was a widow, and many lepers he says were in Israel in the time. Of Elisha the prophet and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian so there can be a lot of people in the same condition as you are but there's something that can handpick you out of the lots so there were many widows but it was only to the widow of Zarephath that Elijah was sent he was sent to her to save her house to save himself and to save her house there were many lepers also in Israel, but God bypassed all of them and saved a foreigner, a Syrian, Naaman, the captain of the Syrian host. And so they're talking about God's favor that can locate a person, God's grace, amen. And so the angel says to her, you are blessed among women, among women born before Mary in her time and after her. The angel says that you are blessed among women. And today, truly, Mary is healed in all over the world. Amen. We give her that recognition as a mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. It was God's grace that found her. Amen. It was God's grace that found her that singled her out for that blessing. And I want to tell somebody listening to me this morning, whether you are here or online, that the same favor has also found you. Amen. That same favor, which is the grace of God, that unmerited favor has also found you. You see, because when we take stock of our lives and we look at the things that God has done, we realize that we don't really deserve it. We didn't deserve it. Where you were born wasn't your choice. You just arrived one day and you are in this house to these parents, you know. And the path that God has taken you through in your life, it wasn't of your choosing. It's God. You know, God opened the door. God made the different ways. Sometimes we made choices that were wrong, but he took us, you know, and just circumvented the whole issue and brought us to the right path. And that is why we are where we are today. Can somebody praise the Lord for his grace? Amen. Because God doesn't see us as how we are, but God always sees us as how he made us to be, ordained us to be, and how we can be. Amen. So maybe today men may judge you for how you are. Men may think that this is your end or there's nothing coming out of your life, nothing good. But listen, God has a plan. Tell your neighbor God has a plan. Ah, Say it again, God has a plan. And it's a good plan. Put your hands together for the Lord. The Bible says that when she heard this salutation, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast her mind. Wonder what kind of salutation is this for me? Fear and doubt and anxiety sets into our life. The question of who am I? You know, are thoughts that bring limitations? Or can I be, can I do it? Because she didn't think she was worth that salutation. Maybe you know, circumstances in society, maybe experiences will make you think that you are not worth something. But I come to tell you this morning that it's not about your worth. It's about God's grace. Yes. Grace. That unmerited favor that has found you. Hallelujah. Amen. It is. It is. So he said to her, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's not about your strength, Mary. It's not about you. No. It's not about your ability. And I'm telling somebody this morning, as we look into 2021, it's not going to be by your ability. Because how much strength do we have? You know, we, we, we are just like, you know, um, a whiff of breath. One minute you are here, the next minute you are gone. So, what is our ability? But our ability and our sufficiency is of God, who by his grace keeps us and helps us. Amen. So, it's not about who you are, it's not about your ability. So, stop worrying. Can I do it? Will it happen? Will I make it? It is unnecessary worry, totally unnecessary, because the grace of God will kick in, and by that grace, Whatever you thought you couldn't do, whatever you thought you couldn't have, whatever you thought you couldn't achieve, that grace would enable you. Do I have a believing people in this house this morning? Amen. It's about God and his grace. But sometimes we allow fear to limit us. Limitations of fears, limitation of our character, because sometimes it's our character that limits us. You know, our mindset, how we are, and we refuse to change. These are the things that will put a limitation on you. But God's grace comes through. Sometimes we think of the limitations of lack. We don't have this. Like the man who Jesus said, would you be healed? He said, oh, I have no man. Jesus was asking him, do you want to be healed? Simple question. He was thinking about what he didn't have. This morning, I want to tell you, stop thinking about what you don't have. Stop thinking about what you cannot do. Stop thinking about it. And rather, open up your heart to receive the grace of God. Amen. Limitations of your background, limitations of family, education, education. You know, but we, we have seen people who had or had or had no education, but yet God fulfills his purposes in them. Sometimes it could be a physical limitation, like an ailment, a disability. But even in your disability, God is able to bring ability. Do I have people here? So I need to I need you to listen to the angel's response to Mary. He said, Mary, fear not, because you have found favor with God. So what manner of salutation is this? Am I worth it? He said, Mary, put your fears aside. You have found favor with God. And that ends the matter. You have found grace in the sight of God. And that ends the matter. Whether you can, whether you are or you are not, you found favor and grace with God. He said to her, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end fear not you have found favor with God leave it at that leave the rest to God tell your neighbor leave the rest to God amen in the early hours of this morning around two I've not been feeling too up I took an antibiotic and I was not feeling so uh, I woke up at two and it's like I was feeling really lousy and then the devil says do you perchance have coronavirus so I get up from my bed and it's like, can I really breathe? Am I breathing? Am I breathing right? <laughs> I mean, and then I, I, I go to the bathroom. And I said, oh, okay, I have a, and this, ox- this meter for measuring your, your oxygen level. I go and I measure my oxygen level. Oh, 97, 98. I said, that's normal. And as I sat there being foolish, very foolish, God said to me. I just heard it clear. He said, listen to me. In the same way that I told Apostle Paul, that because he will have to testify of me in Rome, he will have to get to Rome, get to Caesar. And because of that, he couldn't die in any shipwreck. I've told you. I've given an assignment. You are not finished yet. So stop your foolishness and go and sleep. So I stopped the foolishness. (laughs) Made myself a cup of milo. And drank. And went to lie down. And slept. You know... We worry unnecessarily. And the devil will bring all kinds of thoughts. I'm telling you this for you to understand that. It happens to us. We are pastors. We say we have faith, but it happens. It was so strong. That suddenly I felt that like my breathing was slow. Yeah, my breathing, right? Is The tempo, right? I said, go and check it. Check the The oxidometer. Oh. But God's promise. God's promise calmed my fears. This one, I pray that may the promise of God's promise to you. The promise of life. May it calm your fears may it come every agitation of your spirit may it come your worries about tomorrow because God has a plan that plan is in force, and until he's finished with that plan there's nothing that the enemy will do that will work you shall not die before your time you shall live to declare the good works of the Lord by his power your needs in life shall be met David said I've been young and now I'm old I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his begging for bread you will not beg for bread you will not be forsaken the lord your god is your covenant god and he is with you and he is for you don't worry what the enemy thinks he's doing he's just joking it's a big joke god says that when the kings of this earth and and the rulers they rise up against the lord and his anointed say he that sits in heaven he laughs laughs at them because he said that you are joking I have a bigger plan and my power is greater than your power I'm speaking to a people under grace this morning you are a people of God under the grace of God and that grace has found you that grace found you the day you accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior and that grace will keep you and that grace will take you to where God has ordained for you the enemy will not exact over you the son of wickedness shall not afflict you because grace 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 is upon your life do i have a people under grace this morning give the lord a mighty clap offering hallelujah he said to her you have found favor with god rest it put it to rest i have found favor with god that is settles it and the key is that so long as the grace of god has been released upon your life you can do it and you will make it amen she had an assignment To conceive, amen. And you know, conception is not just of the womb. Conception is of the mind. To even take it in your mind, conception can be of the heart. To believe is conception. To think something is conception. And you know something, unless you conceive a thing, you cannot birth it. You must conceive something in order to birth it. And so we need to conceive the fact that we are people under grace and nothing shall be impossible to us. Because of that grace, that enabling power. You see, when we talk about grace, sometimes we think about only as the unmerited favor, yes? But there's that side of grace, which is that power that makes us able, that gives us ability. Amen. And that is where my heart tends to go a lot these days. Because we see ourselves as so insufficient. But in his sufficiency, we are sufficient. She, she had to conceive. We must also conceive certain things in our heart. We're entering to 2021. What have you conceived in your mind? What is your thinking? What is in your heart? We must conceive something. A vision. Conception is also a vision. Amen. And she was to bring forth. Let something come out of her. Be productive. Produce it. Amen. And what she was going to bring forth, the angel said, was greatness. Amen. Was greatness. The son of God to birth the son of God. Amen. And so you will birth greatness. Of of, of, all, of all kinds. Amen. Each one of us in our different ways. Amen. And don't question your ability where grace is concerned, but rather receive God's ability. Amen. And know that his faithfulness is with you. He said, hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. The divine grace of God that was upon Mary is also upon us. Grace by his spirit to help us. Hallelujah. The book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 says that unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Grace came through Christ. Amen. Christ is the gift of God to us. A gift that we don't deserve. A gift that we haven't worked for. Because Bible says while we were yet sinners in sin, Christ came to die for us. None of us was worth it. None of us was godly, but still Jesus came to die for us. And Jesus Christ is the grace of God manifest. We're talking about the manifestation of God. Christ Jesus is the manifestation of God's grace. That freely given unmerited favor, undeserved favor and the love of God that endures forever. It is that influence of the spirit of God operating in us. See, because there's another spirit operating in you apart from your spirit. No, yeah. The spirit of God is operating in you. And sometimes we, we must come to that, not balance, but we must come to the place of allowing the, spirit, the operation of the Spirit of God through us and in us. But oftentimes we allow the operation of our human spirit, which is dangerous and deadly like what was happening to me at 2 a.m. today. I was allowing the operation of my mind, my spirit, until the Holy Spirit spoke and then everything was calm. Amen. We must allow the influence of the Spirit of God to work in us and work through us to regenerate us to strengthen us and that is when grace is working that is when you are not able by your natural strength but because of the spirit of god and that grace that is within the ability of god you are able to do that's how come you're able to overcome that's how come you're able to do things that people want how do you do it and you yourself don't know how you do it because how about you it's about that grace of god hallelujah somebody put your hands together and give God a praise. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and then i read the 7. Paul says, For this cause I Paul, the prison of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me for you, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of grace, of the gift of grace, of, of the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effectual working of his power. He said he had been made a minister unto the Gentiles, by the gift of grace. So he understood that whatever God had enabled him to do it wasn't his strength. It was because God has chosen for a peculiar assignment to minister unto the Gentiles and God had given him that grace, that gift of grace. And others also recognize the grace of God upon him. He talks about in Galatians 2 now he says that when James, Cephas, and John who seem to be pillars of the church perceived that grace was given to me. The other people also realize that you know, the other apostles, realized, ah, this man, even though he was not with the original 12, something has been given to him. Grace has been given to him. They, they gave me a Barnabas, the right hand of fellowship. They accepted him because they saw that there was something working in him. And that was the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hey, somebody give the Lord a clap offering. And he said that that grace given to him made him a wise master builder to build lives Amen. To build up the church. And I would like to think about the First of all, you you must learn how to build up our own lives. And then we can go on to build other lives. Amen. He says, as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation. Another builder upon it. And let every man take heed how he builds upon it. So God gives us the grace, the ability. But then we, it's up to us to see how we build upon whatever God has given to us. God gives you the grace, that enabling power, but what you do with it. It's your, your choice. And that is where it gets tricky. That's where it gets very tricky. Amen. So Paul was uh, uh, referring to the ability and the unction of the spirit given him to function out of himself. You see, because he knew what he could do. He knew who he was. A murderer, someone who was against the church. But suddenly, one day on the road to Damascus, he met Jesus. Something changed in his heart. Something changed in his mind. He became a new man he became another man. The things that he was not even privy to because he never walked with Christ when Christ was was on the face of the earth in his human form. Suddenly, here he was receiving revelation and vision that he wrote about two-thirds of the the New Testament. How? It was because of grace. It was because of grace. And I pray this morning that may that overtaking grace come upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, because by ourselves, we can do nothing. No, we can't. But with God, all things are possible unto us. I'm talking to you about God's divine grace this morning. Many things are impossible with us. There's very little we can do in certain circumstances. But when God is in it, mm, it shall be made possible. That's why I don't know what you are thinking is impossible. I want you to switch. Tell somebody switch. Switch. Amen. And receive that grace of God, that ability of God that is upon your life. Because God is full of grace. Amen. God is full of grace. God is gracious. That's what he said to Moses. Moses, Lord, show me your glory. And God didn't show him a picture. God showed or spoke to him who he is. He says that he is the Lord, the Lord God. He said he is gracious and long-suffering, merciful, full of goodness and truth. So this is who I am. I'm a gracious God. Hallelujah. And so in seeking to to know God, to, to, to see the glory of God, I believe that the first thing that we must consider is this gracious God. That God is gracious. He doesn't deal with us according to our sin. Otherwise none of us will be alive. Amen. Moses wanted to know God more. But God said that all you need to know is that I am a loving God, a gracious God, a, love, a long-suffering God. Amen. That was God's proclamation. Abundant in goodness and in truth our God is a gracious God he's a compassionate God hallelujah amen he's he's, he's full of goodness God is altogether good and so don't let the enemy deceive itself oh, and God didn't listen to my prayer and God this and God that no God is good altogether good and out of his goodness out of his love we receive grace upon grace hallelujah it is that grace that has made our salvation possible Amen. It's grace that made your salvation possible. Grace came by Christ Jesus. So we are saved by grace, not by works. Every one of us was saved just because, just because. I like to use the word just because, just because. No reason. Otherwise, there's the, a the, the, the Methodist saying which says that the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus, a pardon received. The vilest of sinners. And sometimes men will, will put you out and say, oh, you, that's what you, no." know. But God can pick the vilest offender and clean that person up and make of that person what men will not understand. And I pray over your life this morning that may God do such a work of grace in your life. May God do such a work of grace in your family. May God do such a work of grace upon your children. May God do a, a work of grace in you. Amen. Take away the things that will not help us and by his grace enable us to be all that he has ordained us to be. God saved you by grace for a purpose. If he saved you by grace, trust this, that same grace will keep you. I want to say that if he saved you because of his grace or by grace, through grace, that same grace will keep you. It's like how you go out and you buy something very, um, very worthy. If you like food, you buy your best food, you know? Or if you like clothes, best clothes, whatever you like. You buy the best of it, very expensive. And when you bring it home, you are surely not going to throw it around and rubbish it, will you? You keep it well. Sometimes you have something you keep, you you hide so well that the day you are looking for, you can't find it. How many of you? Lady, we hide it because it's so precious. Because in your mind, you have even hidden it in your mind. Because of how precious it is. And if God saved you by grace, and that grace is a price of his son, his beloved son, surely he will keep you like that. He will keep you like that. The enemy will not have you. The enemy will fight. He will fight from the outside. He will fight from the inside. Because sometimes the battle comes from the inside where he he puts all kinds of things within you to fight what you are to be. But it's it's, it's a lost battle for the enemy. And it's a win-win for God and you. Amen. I say it's a win-win for God and you. By all means, the works of the enemy will come down. It will come down. It will come down. You are saved by grace. That grace of God will keep you. Let's endeavor also to live by that grace. And that grace will carry you through difficult situations. Because in life, we come to difficult situations. A long time ago, I was preaching Job, on Job, on Job, on Job. And I had a cousin. cousin. And she said, in fact, I like your preaching, but this is your Job preaching. (laughs) Because I mean, I was preaching on Job. Anytime I asked God, what message should I preach? It was about Job. I preached Job, I mean, for months. It was getting ridiculous. And my cousin said, listen, this is your Job. Even when I'm talking with him, Job But I realized afterwards that I was preaching to myself. Because God was teaching me how to come through adversity. I I try, I try my best to listen to Him to teach you about how to handle adversity. Because as for handling the good times, it's, it's, it's easy. You know, the tough time comes for believers when we come to points of adversity. When we come to days when it's like, can I make it? What is going to happen? When we come to times when, will it be okay with me? And and we go down. But when you have imbibed the grace of God and have come to understand the grace of God, that no matter how difficult it is, that grace will sail you through. You will stand. Let Satan do his worst. Oh, grace will keep you. Hallelujah. Amen. Even in our inner self, in our characters. I'm reading from Romans 7. I read the verse 15 and 17. Paul says, for that which I do, I do, I allow not. For what I would, that what he wants to do, he cannot do. But what I hate is what I do. So this is it. What he wants to do, which is the right thing, he can't find the strength to do. What he hates, he knows is wrong, is that which he does. He said, now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me is, that is in my flesh, there dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me. He wants to do the right thing. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. I cannot find the will to do good. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Who has been there before? Who is there? Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members. See something else. So warring, fighting against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. So what he's saying is that the good that he wants to do he can't find the strength to do. The wrong that he doesn't want to do, he finds himself doing it. He says that in his mind, he knows it's wrong. In his spirit, he wants to do right. But there's something else that is fighting, you know, worry in him. That's temptation, that desire. And he finds that he, he cannot do what he wants to do. Evil is present with him. But he says that, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of this death? Then he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, the grace of God. So that with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. The solution that he had to that which was a war within him to do good and not evil when he wants to do good was the grace of God, Christ Jesus. He gives us overcoming power. Even over sin within us. Amen. That grace of God, beloved, will keep you afloat when the enemy comes to drag you down. When temptation comes, amen. When troubling times comes, amen. The grace of God will keep us. Because the Bible says there's therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who are not walking after the flesh, but after the spirit. It's because we have two types of believers. We have believed, but some walk after the flesh the flesh is still controlling. Some walk after the spirit. The spirit is controlling. But there's no condemnation for the believer who walks after the spirit and not after the flesh. Amen. Because there's a the law, that law of the spirit of life, which is found in Christ Jesus, that delivers us from the law of sin and death. Because sin brings death. Still grace enabling us to live that life of, with the law of the spirit of Life in Christ is operating in us so that we don't die from sin. So, beloved, it's time for us to come out from under the law and the natural character, our natural character, to total reliance on the grace of God, on the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of grace. How many of you know the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of grace? He's the spirit of grace. Amen. And so, if we rely on him, amen, that grace will help us. That grace will enable us to resist The enemy, when it comes, that grace will enable us to become all that God has ordained us to be. Grace to do. Hallelujah. Grace to be. And that is why Paul was saying, not presumptuously, but with full conviction, that I can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing that dwells within me. He wasn't saying, I can do all things because I'm Paul. No. He said, I can do all things because of the grace of God, who is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, we are entering into um, the the, the Christmas in a few days, but remember that the coming on the birth of Christ brought to us grace. Grace has been given to us by Christ Jesus. So let us learn to depend on this grace day after day, moment by moment. In every life situation, draw on the grace of God to help you. Grace, favor, found Mary. And today, if you have been born again, that same grace, that same favor of God has also found you. So let's not go back to dead works. Amen. Allowing the enemy to you know, confuse you, but abide in that divine grace of God, which will enable you to conceive all things that God wants you to conceive and to bring forth greatness in your life and to bring fulfillment to your life, your family, and to your world. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. God bless you. want to rise up on your feet. I don't be what Jesus says.
1: I don't be what that is the grace of God. I do what He says, I don't be what oh, Jesus i grace. Oh, I don't be oh, Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Whatever you can do, whatever you be able to do, it's not by your might, it's not by your power, it's a grace. How smart you are, how clever you are, whatever it is, it's all about you, it's a grace. Let's thank God for his grace. We thank you for grace in abundance, oh God. We thank you for your grace to us, towards us. Thank you for the gift of grace, Jesus Christ, unto us we so thank God for His grace. That grace that kept you, has kept you and your family through 2020. That grace that took you in your going out and your coming in. That grace that has enabled you to keep your mind. Because if it had been for the grace of God, listen, we don't know where we'd be. Hey! But this morning we say, Lord, we thank you for grace. Thank the Lord for His grace. His immeasurable grace. Measureless grace. That enabling that qualifies the unqualified. Oh, thank God. Some of us will be highly unqualified for the things that we do, but for grace. Hallelujah. Thank God. For, I want you to lift up your hands and thank God for His grace. Oh, you pray, I
1: say.
0: Thank you, Lord. Now begin to declare that that grace will keep you. Begin to declare this morning that I declare that this grace will keep me. This grace, this favor will keep me. This ability of God will keep me, will help me to do all that I have to do, I've been called to do. To perform all that God has put within me. Receive that grace this morning. Just say, I receive that grace. And I declare the grace of God is given to me. And I hear in my spirit, that just want to you, receive that grace by your words. A new strength is coming into you. A new strength is coming into you. Weakness leaves. a The plundering of the enemy that stole from you. You receive grace to take back all that has been stolen from you the attacks of the enemy upon your life you receive grace to overcome them you stand strong by grace you are an overcomer because of the grace of God this morning I hear strength uh, is given to the people of God and so receive the strength that grace brings even if you have to crawl through it grace will enable you to crawl through it Ah, we receive grace this morning oh God more grace oh God your enabling power this one we thank you oh God the Lord you have given us everything that pertains unto life and unto godliness oh God just because of your grace and we declare that by that grace Father we shall make it by that grace we shall live and not die by that grace oh God we shall perform all things that Lord you have ordained for us we will be all that you have ordained us to be by grace we shall stand oh God in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, this morning. Thank you for your unmerited favor upon our lives, oh God. By that favor, O God, we shall be chosen among a thousand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. This morning, may, may the grace of God ah, locate you afresh. Ah, May doors. I'll be open unto you by the grace of God. May his favor work strong upon your life. In the name of Jesus, may that grace settle you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you thanks this morning, O God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey. Yeah